Hey, what's going on, Champagne Sharks? How's everything going? This is T, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter, at Ricky Rawls. And you can follow the show at Champagne Sharks on Twitter. So just one word, at Champagne Sharks. But most importantly, support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks, where for $5 a month, you get access to about 100 back premium shows that you won't get on the free feed. So you automatically open up like over like a week of listening, like right there for only $5 a month. And you get access to the voice and chat server on Discord where you can talk to other fans. We're on there sometimes chopping it up and it's pretty good stuff. It's a good deal. Highly recommend it. And we have with us D Mills. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, D Mills. You can catch me on Twitter at MDMills79. Glad to be This dude just muted himself. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had to. Yo, the mic is uh <laughs> I had it up, you know, the computer has the little built-in mouse. My, my laptop has a little built-in mouse, and then uh I leaned the mic on there on accident and it hit the mute. And I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving all this in. I'm leaving it in my early fuck up. Let, yeah, yeah. yeah just you guys know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh yeah, audience, we've been fucking up all night, but you know. We're on track now. We're on track now. Ken, Ken, save it. Ken, you have to say. Oh, okay. Um, I would say you guys know who I am, but some of you do, some of you don't. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Black Sports NW, um, where we t- I talk a whole heap of shit about the NBA because I don't. I, I just have a bias oh God, towards not liking the NBA. Is... So, but uh, yeah, you can find me there on Twitter. Okay. At okay. Black Sports NW, and uh, you know, highlight your boy. Nice, nice, nice. Your connection was starting to act iffy right there. I was like getting worried and stuff, but I think it came back around. And last we have our guest, Jaya Sundaresh. Hey, how are you? Everyone doing good? Uh, tell the people Hello. who you are, what you're about, where to find you. Uh, my name's Jaya. I'm a reporter. Um, I work, well, I'm currently a student at the CUNY J School. Um, you can find me at, at shut up Jaya. Shut up. J-A-Y-A, because people tell me to shut up, and I don't. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. Sounds yeah. Like, yeah. Sounds like and, you fit uh, in right with the crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jaya, we've been fucking up on purpose to get you highly comfortable. Yes. Yeah, to, to lower the pressure. Yeah, it okay, works. that's good, that's good. What we wanted to talk about today, because uh, one thing that we talk about a lot, but especially Ken, Ken blames everything bad on social media. That's true. I do. Yeah, and you and I have had conversations like this, and I was like, you know what? I want to have you on, and I want to have Ken on at the same time uh, to commiserate about uh, social media. <laughs> but one of the things that we uh, talk about a lot is how uh, social justice online has become this kind of weird space of kind of like bullying. But it's it's kind of presented a lot of times as an antidote, the alt-right. And to a degree, I guess it kind of is, because at least... The things that act crazy about are on their face or on the surface, you know, good things. But how in reality, there's a lot of stuff that kind of mirrors a lot of the worst tendencies of um, the group think, the, the bullying, the, bullying. the culture personality that happens. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about that because it feels like I think there's an idea. You can tell me what you think, where if you criticize 
Oh, here's another thing. I don't know what to call this type of uh, tendency <laughs> because people say social justice warriors, but because that phrase is used by some of the worst people out there, this is a way where you kind of feel kind of scummy just using the term, even if you trying to talk about them in a critical way like so i don't know if there's like a better I use it use it all right cool. I, I hate using it but sometimes there's no better way to describe someone than a social justice warrior and yeah and it's, it's kind of funny because some of the critiques sometimes do have some merit it's just that the people making them always mix in like 80 percent like bad faith stuff um with it but there is something about the phrase social justice warrior that so encapsulates a lot of um what's happening in the space so it's it's tough it is hard to think of a better uh phrase but it's like lord of the flies but if everyone was a teenage girl oh man that is it you know and it's they're all warriors and they're all fighting for righteousness and 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 rightness and what's good in the world and they have good intentions for the most part i truly believe they have good intentions that's the other thing we were talking about is whether or not this is all just a scam run by you know some cult personality figures but tumblr is uh, a place where the best people engage in their worst instincts um these are marginalized people for the most part they are they are people who have suffered, um, you know, whether or not they're like white queer kids in a suburban high school or like actually, you know, like like trans black people who are so su- are sex workers and are just scraping by. You know, these are not like these are not bullies you'd see with a lot of social capital or a lot of social privilege. Um, but when you take away the liberal idea of protection for all voices and everyone has a right to speak and when when you when you decide that people are either right or wrong their value is dependent on what they say um you 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 get into some really scary territory i don't know if that makes sense no i mean i think it makes sense to me but i'll let you guys answer i'm not familiar i mean I don't use Tumblr. Um, oh, one good. Thing I ever see good on, for you. Yeah, I've never. You know. well, well, one, well, one weird thing about Tumblr, right, is Tumblr is the kind of thing that now does more than describe the actual space. So it's like you don't have to actually literally be on Tumblr. But trust me, from Twitter, you know the Tumblr tendencies. It's like yeah, yeah, Tumblr is yeah, 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 not just yeah. confined to Tumblr anymore. Like the aesthetic, the mindset. And some of it's very good. Some of it is good. Some of it is I good. Mean, mm. Some of our funniest shit comes out of Tumblr. Yeah, some of the memes, so a lot of the stuff, the, a lot of the, of the irony. Of, I think one of the things but a lot that, of that social uh, justice stuff on Twitter comes from comes from that Tumblr, Tumblr mindset just yeah. put onto Twitter. I think. I mean, I don't. You know, if people want to do that, if people want to, you know, I think what has happened is, and you guys, you guys have heard me say this. I don't know how many times. What has happened is, you have a lot of people that are, for the most part have considered themselves to be insignificant and what social media has done, it has given them a chance to be around other people who are insignificant. So whether your lifestyle is your trans, whatever your lifestyle is, you can find a piece of land for you to build a little house on and call real estate. That's what has happened. I'm not saying that you shouldn't not matter. I'm not saying saying that you shouldn't have a voice. I'm not. But what ends up happening is it's like with the whole analogy about the village idiots. If you don't, if we don't take care of the village, the village idiots are going to be running the village. I, I take a and different And that's what stance. ends up happening. 
I take a different stance because what you have is a bunch of traumatized people getting together and reenacting their trauma over and over and over again on other people. You have that too. Yeah, I think you're both right because I think that does happen. But I think in the midst of all the trauma, like I think in the midst of all that traumatized people reenacting trauma, a lot of legitimate idiots do pop up. Yo, what's your Wi-Fi? Um, it's okay, right here. I can't decide. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll do this. But um, yeah, what happens? What happens? I think is a lot of times you get people who um, they are traumatized, but there are a lot of, like it's like some of the takes are legitimately idiotic takes. Like um, for example, and this is something to say about Tumblr. Tumblr, because a lot of these new um columnists and journalists, I think, kind of emerge from Tumblr, and they get like these uh freelance writing type of careers and stuff based on like taking their like tumblr follower to twitter and then taking that to um something else what's her name the one who um trudes oh god she she, she, she banned me a long time ago she blocked me long time ago she blocked me on my old account (laughs) (laughs) same actually um but but, like there's some people who on twitter who have kind of a following and and parlay into like academic work for teen vogue oh who still works for teen vogue I'm not. I'm not sure. There's so. There's so many of these. Oh wait. The not, one who just got a. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let's see. Teen. Let me see. Who's? Is that? That's the one that put up that tweet about sex work uh, a couple days ago, right? Oh yeah. Teen Vogue had something about. Um. It's not Lauren Duca, is it? She's. Lauren she's, Duca. Oh, she didn't get started on Tumblr, did she? Oh, I don't know. But she but seems, she seems like. There's also what? What else? There's um, Feminista Jones was. Yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, Femi, Femi, like there's this kind of thing where even if you don't know, they're literally from Tumblr. Tumblr becomes kind of a shorthand for a type of thinking or expression when it comes to social justice. That I think um, there was this woman the other day, and I felt like this was a very uh, Tumblrish thing to kind of say was um, Keanu Reeves. Some woman made a tweet yeah. that said Keanu Reeves PR people have somehow rehabilitated him into an <laughs> online sex symbol. Despite him being deeply unattractive and an absolutely <coughs> terrible actor. And mind you. Which is true. I mean, I think the terrible actor part is true. You know, the deeply unattractive part is. Yeah, no, he's. Is, he's, is, he's it's subjective. You he's know. not the most attractive <laughs> man I've ever seen, but he is a bad actor. At least we can all agree on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the bad actor part. <laughs> but the people got more mad at the attractive part, it seems to me. But uh, this woman, her name is Laura Witt. She writes for. Um, Oh, no, no. She she wrote for something called Femme Feminist. Yeah. And she wrote, it makes me uncomfortable when white people call POC unattractive. So she was saying that calling Keanu Reeves unattractive was an act of racism by a white woman against a man of color. And then Wait, everyone was like, Keanu Reeves is like one quarter Asian. He looks white. He's white. He's never even played a half Asian person or a quarter. He's only played white people as far as I know. No one is um, mistaking him for Asian, as far as I know. He's one of those times where after someone tells you he's part Asian, then you're like, oh, you know what? You I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of see it. But so, right. so, so she was saying that call Keanu Reeves um, ugly is a white woman lording her privilege over. Um, and, and the white woman is like some regular journalist somewhere. And Keanu Reeves is a, witch, is a rich white passing man. Like he's not being oppressed mm-hmm. by... Uh, but Her in comments. this world, oppression traffics in and functions on race entirely. That's it. It's just race. Mm. 
But they're almost, but they're making up race, races in a way. Yeah, they are. Too. Oh, yeah, so yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And in this world, that's why there's so many hoaxes that come out about mm. um, people who, you know, this person was lying, pretended to be South Asian. They pretended to be Daisy. Oh yeah, that happens oh, yeah. a lot. Oh, people end up yeah. <laughs> yeah, people get outed for not really being their race on uh, Tumblr and those spaces. <coughs> Is that right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the Tumblr precede Twitter. Like, is that where a lot of these personalities come from? Well, well, this is this is what I would say happened, right? And you can tell me what you think, uh, Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. Twitter existed for a while under various incarnations, and first it was just mm. something where some tech bros were. One thing people don't know about Twitter is almost all its interesting innovations came from the users. The actual inventors were very kind of boring, uncreative people who really yeah. just wanted a place where you can just text banal thoughts into the ether so when it first started it was just a bunch of tech people uh just you know tweeting like just ate a sandwich and stuff like that (laughs) and then like a lot of different people found it and the early adopters created everything interesting like black people got into it very early and they created all these memes and stuff um Mm -hmm. then journalists and different types of people got into it uh what they call weird twitter like a bunch of irony bros discovered it so weird the language the jokes and everything came from like black people irony bros media people they kind of gave it the personality and all the features of it people don't realize this, like retweets that came from the users the users manually used to retweet they would ta- they would type rt and then cut and paste someone else's tweet uh, right. So every right. interesting idea Twitter had that made it what it is today is just the users being like, hey, I'm sorry, the creators being like, hey, the users are doing this thing that's actually kind of cool that we didn't even think of. Let's make it an official feature. So if you remember, quote hmm. tweets weren't actually a built-in function. No. Y- at yeah. All. That came after because people were doing that themselves. The official retweet button came from the users. Every interesting thing, all the jokes, all the memes, all the everything. So Twitter like was existing for a while, but it had that going on. You know, uh, Tumblr had this kind of social justice space happening. And then what I think happened is when Twitter started popping as a place for discourse, a lot of people from Tumblr uh start going over to uh twitter because you can get a lot of followings and interact with like more famous people there i think it has something to do with the fact that tumblr sucks like not just the content but (laughs) the functionality the functionality is broken it's a bad website like it doesn't work Mm. you know like the only way you can make it work was with various extensions that tumblr kept finding out about and blocking you know because they violated the api or whatever and um yeah, it, it's a bad website. So people just hated it. And I recently got one again just for shits and giggles. And it's unusable. It's fucking unusable. The app is terrible. So give, give me an understanding because I've never I, I don't think I've ever even clicked on Tumblr before. Like, what is it? What does a Tumblr post look like? Like, how do, is it similar to Instagram or like, it's how very visual, but people try to use it. To communicate ideas is what I would say. Some people do it quite well. Yeah, yeah, but but you have to be kind of creative to do it because it's it's, it's like kind an artsy of, type platform. You know what it's like. You know, some people for some reason take Instagram and try to use Instagram like Twitter and use it to make mm-hmm. points. Yeah, and do yep. and you know it's kind of clumsy to do it that way. And you wonder why don't you just get a Twitter? Or why don't you just do a Facebook post? But some people insist on trying to use Instagram intellectually. I feel like yeah, Tumblr's you like, can't do it because with Instagram, you can't even, uh, you know, part your paragraphs or anything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's, it's just one long run on sentence. Or, or some like, people, what they do is they'll make the image 
the actual point they want to make. So they'll put like a big block of right. text and make it an image. And it's like three paragraphs. And you're like, why don't you just get a blog or something? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Well, like, that's, it is a Instagram blog. is not built for that. Instagram? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that's uh, what you mean. I'll say people that are Instagram. I feel like Tumblr is kind of like that where you can make it like something you write on, but the look of it is... It's like makes your eyes bleed to me to try to read long tracks of text. Oh, it looks fine. I'll show you what it looks like on the on the actual interface. It's pretty. It's pretty readable. Um, I, I'm hooked up to my mobile hotspot, so it'll take a while. But can I just tell you like what my Tumblr journey was? Yeah. So in like 2009, 2010, I got really sad and I dropped out of school, which is like the perfect Tumblr breeding ground, you know. Mm. Um, I uh started going on i i used to be an avid commenter on jezebel.com the the gawker adjacent at that time gawker adjacent uh women's website there was a huge fracas over uh race and uh it looked like something you'd see a lot of the time these days where it was a largely white editorial staff. They, the commenters were being discriminated against because someone would say something that was racially kind of spicy and uh, they'd get blocked or they'd get uh, regulated in some way. I forget what the system was like back then, but they'd get, you know, their speech, their speech rights would get, they'd get disemvoweled. That's what we used to do. We'd take out all the vowels, you know, just shit like that. And, um, The point is, it it got like uh, really, it got really contentious. It was a typical race based, you know, white versus black versus POC type of thing. And we'd um, we really uh, sort of revolted a group of us, a group of self righteous radical liberals, I guess I would um, call us. We revolted, and we all, you know, disencamped to Tumblr, and we all started our own blogs, and we started this thriving community of left-leaning women who were very, 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 very race conscious. And it was this uneasy coalition of white and black and non-black or white like me. Um, And, you know, I stayed on there for, I'd say, a good 10 years. And I saw a lot of shit. Wow, you're a veteran of the Tumblr Wars. Yeah, I am. I'm a huge veteran. Um, I can't even tell you some Mm, of my mm, old... mm. Candles. Oh, one of them was, is crystal meth vegan? <laughs> because I saw someone ask in earnest, you know, I really want to do crystal meth, but oh, if it's not vegan, I don't want to do it. And I thought that was the funniest shit ever. So that was my handle. I probably just outed myself and I'm about to get a lot of angry, whatever, because I made a lot of people angry because I would say things that were like too earnest or too ignorant or whatever. And then I'd get doxxed or like piled on and people would make, you know, call out oh, posts no, about you, me. And like it was just you got doxxed. I never got doxxed. I never got anything like that. Okay. I, I, but it felt like it. It felt like people were attacking me. It felt like people were like out to get my blood. Like I have like Tumblr related trauma. Like it's community bullying. Like it's not mm. a good. Well, that's the, that's kind of the weird thing. That's very very um, bullying, and you see people. I mean, we've said this before, uh, guys, that people are always kind of turning on each other and canceling each other and no one can seem to maintain any no, type of yeah. uh friendship like people are always like you know 
outing each other and giving like long threads about oh let me tell you all this stuff that this person did to me and there's all this trauma language around it it can't just be like we had a disagreement everything is violence everything is violence yeah Weaponized violence yeah yeah everything mm-hmm. is very kind of uh victimy and it's weird because i hate when people use the phrase like victim mindset like conservatives love saying that to like um marginalized like beefs that different oppressed identities have but in this case a lot of times there is this kind of social currency that comes from portraying yourself as the most um oppressed or victimized it's uh the major locuses of conflict on tumblr are around queer identity um what belongs in the acronym i think we were talking about that earlier it's a huge acronym do allies belong do asexuals belong which I don't really understand. Like, you didn't fuck. Good for you. You're not in the acronym. Like, what What the fuck? Uh, the other big one is fandom wars. Like, fandom, that's the other reason people go to Tumblr. Is because they like anime, or they like Marvel, or they like Supernatural, or Super Hulak, or, you know, anything like Harry Potter fans, if there are still any left. No, th- there's plenty, but now they've all kind of become mainstream, and are now they're just liberals who work for the media and comment oh, on politics still, there's still a ardent cadre of fans are way too into it and just produce like reams of erotic fan fiction about every character in the universe they all live on tumblr jeez oh, yeah i heard tumblr had a, had a, a porn problem for a while i do remember hearing oh they definitely did that, like people were posting they don't anymore <laughs> because you can't post anything on tumblr that's another thing the, the website's fucking broken like you can't be on it uh-huh yeah, so yeah, it became but, like MySpace after a while. Yeah, yeah, MySpace but MySpace became a wasteland after a while. But that's what kind of happened is it became kind of like a wasteland, or it's not really working. But all those people migrated to other places, primarily like Twitter and actual media. Like a lot of people who are you know writing for these Ebony.coms and all these things, kind of got started from there. And the same kind of ethos is um, there in the way um, they write, like. One big thing I notice is the whole as a blankety blank blank blank. I think this <laughs> where you have to start everything yeah. with as a <laughs> queer, um, as a queer Wiccan, um, Muslim. Yeah, yeah. So that's establishing trans. your rank. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, tr- no, it's here's the fundamental thing. You're basically giving people, you're privileging people's opinions based on who they are, not on what they say. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want yeah, to so have you—that's a, a huge. So no problem. matter how silly it is, you know, yeah. or, yeah, your 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 right, your opinion right. matters because you're trans or because you're a Muslim or, or you're because Jewish whatever. Or you're, you know, yeah. Whatever. So your your opinion yeah. matters, like, and that's I can, what I, I mean can by an example a lot of that's very current people. to the current debate that's happening on Twitter right now over this concentration camp stuff. Right before I left Twitter, because I got so sick of it, I couldn't handle it anymore. Um, there was mm. some famous uh, blogger who went around saying, I, I wish I could remember the names, but you don't remember the handles as well as you remember the content. Um, and the, the person was saying, anyone who compares Trump to Nazis or, um, or what's happening now to uh, the Holocaust is anti-Semitic and I shouldn't have to explain why. And everyone was like, hmm. yes, thank you for saying it. Yes, thank you for saying it. And I stood up and I was like, fucking why? Like, isn't the point of never again to actually never again? And someone got very angry at me. They were like, if a Jewish person says something, you should listen to it. I was like, that kind of logic would have us all, you know, Jewish people say a lot. 
that's not right. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. same thing with like black people. That's why you have that guy in the hearings today, the congressional hearings, yes. talking about reparations, and he's twenty three. That guy Coleman Hughes, who's twenty three, went to Columbia, but is still an undergrad. He didn't even graduate, and he's invited to congressional hearing on reparations. They, they didn't invite an economist, a uh, African American studies guy, because he's in Columbia for philosophy. He's not even in Columbia for economics or for African American history. He's just he but just fuck that. He's an undergrad. He's yeah. an undergrad. It doesn't matter exactly, what it's exactly. He's not yeah, yeah. He's an undergrad. He don't know shit. Don't yeah, know yeah, shit. but period. But he's black, so hey, he's he's, he, he's an expert. He he's gonna talk about reparations. He's twenty three and an look, undergrad. Man, you know, look, and, 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 and and he's talking from it from the class of being considered a Democrat, right? So his opinion is really unique because here's a black Democrat even saying that reparations isn't... Well, he's one of those fake Democrats. Uh, He's what I call a a liberal contrarianism where he writes for a right-wing rag called Quillette that has like race science and all this shit on it. And he hangs out with all those people in intellectual dark web. All his opinions are right-wing, but he says, you know, and I'm a Democrat. And and, and he just kind of says it to make his opinion have more weight yeah but you know if, if you think about it you're like okay what left-wing thing do you believe i've never seen him actually say saying, anything yeah. yeah he just he just says he voted for hillary and obama that's his uh what he says could he vote back then i don't even think he could vote he didn't vote for obama he, he wasn't old enough he, he said he voted he for obama enough. once and he would have voted oh wow. uh, i didn't even five twice. years ago okay maybe no he couldn't have no oh, if no, he's he undergrad no oh, oh, no no but no. he took some time off school so he's 23 even though he's undergrad that doesn't mean yeah, anything. But he wasn't it was old five enough. years ago that he could vote, and five years ago was was not Obama. He probably voted in the midterms. Maybe I'm wrong about his age, but oh. I, I know he's undergrad. Uh, let me see what his age is. But I mean, regardless, point is he sh- is only there because he's black. This is idea that because he's mm-hmm. black, he has. Oh no, he is 23. So yeah, I don't know. He's born. He's lying. He, he was born in '96. Isn't that fucking oh, crazy? Yeah, he's lying. He's, he's lying. He's lying. <laughs> he's lying his ass off. He was born in 96. Yeah, I was listening to him on a podcast with uh, Sam Harris, and it was uh, as horrible as it sounds. It was really bad. Uh, he's lying his ass well, off. He, he, was old, old, he was 10 no. years old. <laughs> he went no no way. Like, <laughs> he, he was like 12. No. Yeah, yeah, because he said he voted for Obama once, and he would have done it twice And oh. in, the, yeah, sure. in the interview. Yeah, when you were seven years old, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure you did, buddy. Wow. Obama got elected if in 2012. You weren't even old enough. You don't get to vote. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, at the end of the day, man, this is what I mean by a lot of insignificant people. This is no different than what they used to do back in the 60s when Malcolm X would say something on TV and they bring in some black person who calls himself a liberal and they oh, they don't agree with anything Malcolm says. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this, is, this is old. This is old. You know what I'm saying? They've been it's doing this shit to black people yeah. for 150 years. Like, this is old. Even you can go all the way back to Reconstruction and they, you will find a black person that will be siding with former slave masters about their talking points. And This is old. Putting this dude on TV is nothing but a fucking dog and pony show. That's all it is. And it'll gain steam because of social media. That's why it's going to gain steam. You know, back in the day, the only time you would hear about this kind of dumb shit is if you read the newspaper. If you didn't read the newspaper, you didn't hear about it. So they didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. now it's like everybody's going to latch on to it. So every insignificant person or every person that has a degree, now you got people with degrees and people that actually know history, like myself. I know history. So I'll be on Twitter and have to debate with some fucking idiot that don't know shit. (laughs) That's where we're at. That's my whole point. And I hate to be on a soapbox right now, but this is my point. 
This is why social media fucks everything up because it allows people that should not be allowed to speak on certain topics. Like me, me and D have said back in, you know, a while ago, back in the day, I'm from the hood, he from the hood. There was a certain point where there's certain people that weren't allowed on the block. Tell because be, because, <laughs> because you get your ass whooped for saying something dumb. You say something dumb, you gonna get smacked. But, but okay? now, now the internet no is like a safe here. space for just saying whatever you want. That's my whole Everybody point. That's the, exactly. Yeah. Everybody, you got, dude, you got people that got money. You got 50 Cent arguing with Joe Blow, the fucking mechanic. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 I see this stuff. You see athletes that make millions of dollars arguing with some clown that can't dribble a basketball. Like, that's where we're at now. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like you have to actually consider the source when some of these people are talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, dude. Like, you got to know better. But, but that's know, where we're at now. You know, it's funny. Even though the site Tumblr was kind of a failure, I think because glory days are behind it. Like, you know what it reminds you of? Like Occupy Wall Street. Like Occupy Wall Street mm. was mm. something where the actual movement was very short. And some people thought, oh, that movement failed. It burned out. But out of it the ashes of it came all this other stuff. Bernie yeah. Sanders, Alexandria oh, yeah. Cortez. Like, its yeah. influence is way past the actual physical space space that occupied. I feel Tumblr is like that with online discourse. It's heyday was a very short time. The site kind of was not very functional, was gone, but the type of thinking and the type of debating and the type of arguing has infested like every corner of social media beyond where it originally started. So even though Tumblr itself mm-hmm. is kind of a graveyard, that Tumblr thinking and talking, you can find it on Facebook, some of these weird arguments. You find it on Twitter where people are arguing about weird things and canceling each other nonstop. And you can't even remember Cancel culture. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you an example. The young adult controversies where they were canceling these different young adult writers. And you read the articles about why these young adult writers are canceled and you can't parse them. You're like, why is there like a witch hunt party? And they're saying like this this young adult writer who's like Asian says something. I think it was like sexist. And now she needs to be canceled and her book is getting canceled. And then there was someone wrote an article about how ridiculous the young adult novel cancel culture is. And all these people started attacking her, but in childish, Tumblrish ways. But these were grown women, and some of them were actual like journalists. And then this man, who's actual, who's actual publisher, was using the same weaponized cancel language. And it was just very weird to see all these grown people with grown jobs, and you know, in the 30s and 40s, doing this Tumblrish discourse. And it's to me, it's become kind of like weirdly like normalized. Where well, you know what tone policing is, right? What's th- what's that? You don't know what tone policing is? No, what's tone policing? Yo, tone policing is the oh, dumbest tone shit policing. ever. Oh, tone policing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone policing gotcha. is where... Mm-hmm. Okay, but it... I thought you said... At first, I thought you said tongue policing. I'm like, wait, what? Tongue policing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Tone policing. <laughs> no, okay. So there's a grain of truth to this, which is where... And I'm sure you've been there if, you've argue, if you're arguing with someone who's got white privilege or someone who's like, who's like super fucking like on their high horse about how you're wrong. There's no such thing as racism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get really angry because they're full of shit. Shit. And you get really fucking mad and you let them know that you're mad. <laughs> that is uh, then they then they yell at you because you you're too angry to, to have a civilized discourse with them. And that's tone policing when someone gets really angry at you because you're being 
too mad to have a discourse. And that the idea is that, you know, anger and emotion is part of our way of expressing ourselves. And to artificially divorce that from uh, lexicon and our argumentation styles is like a Western white male construct that privileges rationality and calmness over Oh, wait. So let me sure I follow you. Are you saying that they try to justify being angry all the time by saying that you telling me not to be angry is you enforcing white male? Yes. Think- oh. And it goes it goes way too fucking far because I, on some level, it's true. Because when they say we should have all debates and all arguments in a calm, dispassionate way, that's actually racist. And it's actually uh, it's actually uh, not feminist because women are often dinged for bringing emotion into things. But how can you not be emotional when you're talking about abortion and you've had an abortion? You know, you know what I mean? Like when when it's a personal issue, it matters. So these people take something which has a grain of truth, which is it should be okay to introduce emotion into an argument you shouldn't disqualify an argument just because it's not dispassionate and they use that grain of truth to justify being like batshit unhinged batshit unhinged basically anything you say if you're marginalized is okay because you're marginalized because you're marginalized so then the point becomes to prove that you're the most marginalized rather than to prove you have the best point yes if, if yes if being more marginalized is more important making the content of your words matter as opposed to actually having good words then all you have to do is just be the most marginalized i think that's where a lot of the conversation goes is debating who's the most marginalized yes. as opposed to um who has the actual uh best points and what's missing from all of this is a class analysis I think any analysis, basically. It's, yeah. it's, it's very divorced yeah, from analysis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, period. <laughs> but here's where I think is very interesting about this is this is my Tumblr that I got from somewhere else that I cannot find again, right? So actually, it's, it's not my theory. I just contradicted myself. Okay, here's the theory that I have. Here's my theory that I got from... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, here's someone else's theory that I currently hold, but I cannot find the original person. And this person claimed, right? Because, uh, guys, I don't know if you've noticed this yourself, but there's like this weird intersection of this kind of like nerdiness, this kind of like fandom, fan fiction type of thing combined with social justice. Uh, for some reason, there's this big intersection of like nerdiness or really invested in Marvel movies and Disney princesses and all this consumerist pop culture stuff. But also social justice. And I was wondering, like, why are both of them together? Why is oh, I can there, answer this. Um, is that where that comes from? Yes. On Twitter? Because it's, it's on Twitter. That comes from Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, Tumblr is where all those fan communities come from. Tumblr is very oh, fan-oriented. Okay. Yes. And, okay. And Tumblr is where the marriage between being a super fan or a stan uh, uh-huh. and social justice happens. So It's the most annoying thing ever. It's like you start evaluating yeah. your faves versus based on not how cool they are or what content they produce or how much fun they are or how hot they are. It starts becoming like, what have they done for the movement? And not even the movement. What have they done for my sense of racial superiority? Or Yeah, yeah. That's not like what this article was saying because this article was claiming this guy claimed that he was on Tumblr for a long time and he started merging and said this is what his claim was because the super fandom is crazy on tumblr and he was saying that a lot of people were doing what is called shipping which is where you're <laughs> pulling for a certain relationship to happen on your favorite i have been guilty uh-huh. of shipping and they have whole communities and pages about shipping and hashtags yeah. so it's like say you're watching a show right like, say you're watching sleepy hollow and you're really pulling for the black girl to get with uh the white guy mm-hmm. on the show that was the most annoying shit ever by the way what was that i said that was the most annoying oh yeah shit yeah 
yeah. I, I mean, I want to use that example because it was a real life annoying example. <laughs> but but say that there's another character that's being the other one is Captain America and Bucky. Sorry to cut you. Oh, off. oh yeah, yeah. But, oh, but, oh, but, I Captain actually ship that. Bucky, that. That's that's Are what, you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she's They're in love. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yes, no, they are. They're no, fucking in love. God. The story makes no, no sense if they're not in love, okay? I'm going to say I'm I'm going to say this. I think the creators of the this is what I think happened to Tumblr too. I think the creators of Marvel Comics make it so that people can get that interpretation out of it. To me. I think people have a huge misunderstanding about the nature of male bonding and friendship. Oh, That's what come I think on. Well, yeah, you man, know what? You I, think, I think there are <laughs> queer interpretations of certain works which are totally legitimate. I think people take it way mm-hmm. too far and say that any other reading is homophobic. Well, no, not really. It's just another reading. Um, but I think a, a, a queer reading of Marvel, of, of Captain America is fine, whatever. But I think people take it way too goddamn far what, 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 in that it's right. the only sort of artistic val- thing that matters. Like maybe in the 90s or, or in the early 2000s when Ed Brubaker was coming out with that shit, fangirls and fanboys who liked that, maybe that was the only thing they had. But right now we've got like a lot of queer shit. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have to like force things onto things just to find some representation we have other avenues and also like there's there's no such thing as critical analysis of of how much money mcu is making off of us you know yeah oh man they're making boatloads of money off of yeah they are women who are trying to find a semblance of a gay moment you know well well mm-hmm. that's that's what i was trying to say is like i don't think it's actually something they're ever going to make canon or the text i think you no, know I, I think officially it's not that but what i do think these movie companies are doing is they track what happens on tumblr hard and they kind of pander to it and i think uh, what they're doing is they try to have a lot of things that people can interpret as gay subtext like they call of queer baiting yeah i think i think they do it so it's like if you want to see um if you want to see male bonding in it that's what they put explicitly in the text but they know that the people who want them to be gay are watching so they kind of design it to be taken that way too i i, I, I you think know what? i think that could be it but also these people will find gay subtext in fucking anything. There was a show called Teen Wolf. Yeah. And there were two characters who had like, I think it was a kid named Styles and the werewolf. I forget his name. But they uh, had like maybe two minutes of interaction per episode. And there was a huge shipping community that emerged from that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember And they Styles. had nothing yeah, to do was... with each other. The only thing they had to do with anything was that they were, were both attractive white cis males. And mm. and a lot of shows will, like, I think the better shows don't do it, but some of the worst shows will start catering to those communities. Like, I used to watch a show called Arrow, and it became, <laughs> like, unbearable yeah. because they were started, like, writing for shipping communities. So people were shipping this these two characters characters which is the main character uh, oliver and this dorky hacker felicity oh, Lord. And, and they called it olicity oh i've heard of that <laughs> yeah and the creators of the show actually changed like there was an actual love interest he was supposed to be a black canary they cast black canary they gave him a pass they had him hook up and then they just wrecked wait black canary was a man or a woman uh black canary was a woman oh, okay. but in the comics green arrows with black canary they changed like the whole canon that, that they were 
uh, following because the shipping community like this Olicity thing more. Yeah, but that never mm. happens to gay ships. Oh, oh no, the gay ships end up staying yeah. um, unexpressed. And as a bisexual person, that kind of pisses me off I sometimes because if you can if you can bend shit to to accommodate you know heterosexual shippers, you can bend shit to accommodate the non-straight shippers in the world. But mm. you know. I'll give you another example. The show Sherlock. The show Sherlock, like, they're not, they're never going to make them gay, but they're clearly trying to throw red meat on Tumblr, you know, to get them, like, you know, salivating that it might happen soon. There's been, they've been shipping John Watson and, and, and Sherlock Holmes since the original novels were produced. You know, there's a queer history of Sherlock Holmes. You can read back forever um, through every iteration of Sherlock Holmes. And people have done this work. But I think when people used to do it, they knew that they were kind of doing their own type of fan fiction. Whereas now, I think people... Yeah, you think there's fan service. Well, well, this is what I think is happening. and, And you guys can tell me what you think. I think that people now, and I think this is a big Tumblr effect on fandom... People now treat characters like they're real. And Yo. it becomes like the writers are serving like, you know, like, like, for example, if like it's weird before people used to understand writers have intentions and ca- characters come out of writers. I would like to see the character do something different. So here's what I'm going to do with the character. But I know it's me doing it. Now it's like someone will tell the creator like they're wrong about something. And this is what the character would actually do. Like People will argue with creators of something and be like, you know, no, this character is gay and you're wrong. And, and the person be like yeah. i created this character and i've seen this like like um i've seen that too. yeah um and this is a perfect tumblr type of thing right um the guy who the created entitlement yeah the guy who created um i think bird or ernie or one of the or both of them right Uh-oh. um yeah, I remember that. Somebody who does like, you know, the voices for them or some like modern person who works for the company. So was saying, yeah, you know, I think they're gay. And everyone was like, yay, they're gay. And then the person who created them was like, you know, I have no problem with, you know, gay characters, but I actually created them to re- preface that. What was that? I said he had to qualify. That. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, <laughs> I created these characters to actually mean this. This is what I actually had in mind when I created them. They're meant to represent this. And everyone got mad at him. Like, you know, uh, how dare you say uh, they're, he's, they're not gay? And it's like, wait, they're not real people. He created them. Like, he would. <laughs> they're fucking puppets. Would, yeah, yeah, they're, they're puppets. But people puppets. were acting like. He was denying what their the truth. Like they had an independent reality oh from God. him, and it was very, it was very. Like, but you know, you know where he messed up? Yeah. By even, by even talking to those people, that's where he <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he, that's if true. He did, if he, if he, if he crazy going crazy. He got that right. But I think maybe it did bother him on some level. Okay, yeah. but, I mean, but like, I think we're getting off on a tangent about fandom. I think there's a more important <laughs> point. Oh, 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 oh no, but no, I think fandom has something to do with it, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because um, this is the original point i was trying to make was that this person's theory was that like these fandoms like the sleepy hollow example like say like uh you want the black girl to get with uh the white guy and then the show is leaning towards say have a, a white character be the love interest and it's going that way people have these fandom wars or arguments over shipping the way people have with sports yeah and then what people yeah. started doing this person claimed was one way to bolster fandom you want right like say you're a black girl and you want to see the black girl get with the white guy they would start introducing academic or woke theory to justify the ship that they want so they'd be like 
actually, you know, white white women and white feminists tend to do this and that, and that's why this is a bad match. Whereas, you know, this character is very woke, and we need diversity. And <laughs> they would bring up like research. There's actually valid research or valid. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with the the, the, the initial situation at hand. Yeah, at ex- exactly. Like the actual research, all stuff we're doing is like good research, but they're using it in service of yeah. this kind of fandom thing. And then after a while, what this person claimed was that the social justice part started overshadowing the fandom part yep so it was like now it's all about social justice and now it's so fused with the fandom part people kind of forget how it started but um and i'll ask you what you think about uh that theory if there's any truth to it there's a lot of truth to it um because these are two esoteric worlds that people live in and they've started merging them these are you know people who spend all their time on tumblr people who spend increasingly all their time on twitter you know they, they like i've seen people justify character like Tony Stark in terms of, well, he supports this, he supports that. He's our woke king, you know? And it's like, no, he's a fucking former arms dealer. Like, you need to stop. And it's weird, because why does he have to be woke to... He doesn't need to be woke. He just needs to be a good character. He doesn't need to be, like, unproblematic, you know? If we talk about, like, fandom and and wanting to see certain things and shipping and all that, here's my my issue, and I'm probably going to sound like an old guy, but we talk so much about how we want, for example straight cis hetero men to be, you know, uh, to get out of this mode of hyper masculinity and be more, emo- so more emotion, yada, yada, yada. Then you have a platonic relationship between, let's say, Cap and Bucky. Oh, they're gay. You know what I mean? Or the friendship between um, the female, the black female character and the white male character in Sleepy Hollow. We talk about in the era of Me Too. You want men and women to be able to have platonic relationships without things becoming sexual. Oh, no, we want them to have a sexual relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to figure out what message is being communicated here. Like, it's... it depends, it depends on who's telling the story. It depends on who. And that's what I mean by you have people that have these uh, they've they've made their own personal whatever going on become the agenda. So like you were saying, we want these things to happen. Oh, but no, it doesn't follow what I want. So we don't like that. You know what I'm saying? God damn. Like, can we get some, some consistency? Some, you know, some consistency yeah. on our messages we're communicating, man. Exactly. It's driving me fucking nuts. And then some leading, that's just me, though. And then some leading to a lot of weird places. Like, for example, that girl, uh, Laura Witt, who said that weird thing about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And I I bet you she has some kind of crazy Tumblr history and that's how she got started. I'm pretty but, sure she does. But I think I remember that. She, she's somebody who um, is pretty white passing, but she's half from what I read, half she's half Desi African, right, and half white. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. That no, it's was... fine. <laughs> but she's half Desi African, half white, and she admits that she looks pretty white most of the time, and she tans and becomes olive. Pretty white most of the time. Yeah, but she says that when she tans, you know, she turns. I think that's called being white. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like it, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So, so in a way, she's kind of, I think, working at her own issues with passing, you know, because if I think uh-huh. if Keanu Reeves can count as a POC, that almost validates her own her. POC-ness. 
right? Yeah, exactly. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and this, that's the problem with Tumblr. So much of Tumblr is about taking your personal hangups and giving a woke veneer to them. You know, so so yes. so you you have to give a woke mm-hmm. rationalization for everything that you're doing. But it's because really these are such an insecure group of people. Yeah, they're so yeah. damaged. They're so traumatized and damaged and sad. And then you they feel sit sorry in that, for them more than anything else. And they never escape that trauma. They literally and they're perpetuating that and trauma because they all get together it, yeah. and they all talk about it all the goddamn time. And wallow time. in it all day. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. Absolutely right. Exactly. I, me and T were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Like you have all these people that are traumatized and they get together in a little room together and just sit in there all day talking about their trauma. Be fucking you traumatized I mean? together, and that does not yeah. lead to right. good things. And what's interesting hey, is hey. it's like, and every once in a while, somebody says, you know, maybe we should go outside. What are you talking about? No, you, you know. <laughs> Honest, but I'm going to tell you why I have allergies. Right. Excuse right. me, dude. You guys remember when that we found that thread of people on uh, I believe it was Feminista Jones's uh, Twitter page, and they were all like trading what medications they all use. Oh yeah, dude, that was okay, Panther. but yeah, yeah. As someone who's on a lot of medications, medications are valid. Yeah. But they were talking about medications <laughs> like in a cheerleading way, like what, yeah, you know, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's like describing what your um. Well, well, Vulcan works better than Lexapro. Does Lexapro is that better than? No, 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 no. no. You know, it wasn't even like that. I remember exactly what it was. They were talking about like baseball cards because they were talking about it being fun. So they were saying, "Oh, that's yeah. fucked up." So, so I remember it was. The, I remember very vividly. It was that guy on Twitter called Panther, who I don't mm-hmm. see anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a very yeah. weird dude. And he's like, "Hey, everyone, talk about your favorite." Medication. Everyone's like, my favorite cocktail is, you know, mixing this and that. And people oh, were like, wee, I love that one. And it's like, yeah. th- they're talking about like tr- your favorite Transformers figures or something. Yeah, that's fucked so up. So they were kind of like, <laughs> I take medication. I don't want to take medication, but it makes me sane. I treat it with the respect it deserves. No, these people were acting like it was a fun, they're part of a fun club and mm. they wanted to trade mixing tips about which medications to put together for the most fun. And they're just making it seem like talking about like, what was the best Marvel movie you saw? Like, you know, why was right. the best <laughs> drug you've tr- you've tried so they were kind of like trivializing um the idea of medication oh like i think if they were Yo, just saying i love mixing my lexapro with like fucking cymbalta bro like it fucking gives me the best high like it, oh my god dude oh my god yeah, yeah that's and that's weird those yeah. people are man yeah adderall made me feel twitchy but you know concerned is a little bit better yeah. you know it's that kind of thing yeah. yeah yeah and um and then people were doing like these weird you know how people on tumblr love those reaction gifs so people were putting reaction gifs to the medication cocktails or somebody was putting like you know oh i mixed these three and man you'll have a good time and someone puts like <laughs> puts that, that that gif of the black woman shaking her head and with a fist up mm-hmm. and she's all like you know you know, you know that one with the, with the black woman okay, like i'm sorry pumps did you just fist? say gif yep <laughs> please okay Jaya. it's gif what it's not Jaya, it's, it's gif do you say, do you say... Do you, the creator of the format uh, no, says GIF. No. So I don't does. care. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's GIF, No, no. It's GIF, damn it. You guys, you guys are like the Tumblr people who are telling the creator of Bert and Ernie. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. Thank no, you. You guys you are like... You can come on the show anytime, Jay. You call come back. you out. No. You guys are like those people getting mad at the creator of Bert and Ernie. I, oh, they, so now... <laughs> no, okay. no, the creator of GIF said is pronounced GIF. I'm deferring to him. Well, he's problematic, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah. 
You're going to cancel the creator? I'm going to cancel the creator. <laughs> How long do we go for? I'm having fun. Is I want to keep going. Yeah, 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 keep going. I want to keep going forever. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm drunk too. Not going to lie. Jud. It's all good. But I- No, it's all Jud. If you're going to pronounce <laughs> GIF, GIF, then you're going to pronounce good Jud. It's all Jud. No, no. Okay. Where, where did we leave? Okay, okay, so, 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 so generally speaking. Generally uh, <laughs> what what how, how did you get into how did you get into tumblr and how did you get out like uh oh. what was the breaking point that made you say because to me i, I oh, i'll tell you i'll okay, tell you what okay. the breaking point okay. is i just stood up for emphasis just so y'all know okay all right i'll tell you what the breaking point was after 2016 election, all of my Tumblr friends were Hillary people. And I am a died in the world DSA socialist motherfucker. You know, like I am extremely, you know, I have a class analysis. I bring a class analysis to this shit. And they could not see it. Suddenly it was this, it was this white man yelling at a at a woman. So it's basically the identity. It's like, you know, identity. He's politics. a white man. She's a white woman. Yes, and I, I do think that people who don't who don't believe in identity. Identity politics take the shit way too far. You know, like I hate the Adam Proctors of the world and the Amy Teresas of the world. You know those names? Are you all on? That? I I know those names. I think uh, Dean Kendall have as bad online poisoning as I do. So I don't know. If- <laughs> Thank you. Do you spend Thank too you. much time online? Yeah. Oh, totally. On the totally. online. On, on the online anyway, left. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway. I I believe in identity politics. Quick, a quick thing, just to give a quick uh, primer. Um, Adam Proctor and Amy Teresa yeah. are people who they're. Bad. They're very um, bad. anti identity politics. They're bad. I, I actually listened to uh podcast. I Dead Pundit Society yeah. when I was younger and dumber. Well, well, um well, I listened to their episode on with Ronnie Akalik, which was actually fantastic. Just because Ronnie Akalik I th- I think is fantastic. They've had some pretty good episodes, yeah. but uh they seem just way more obsessed with dunking on identity politics. Yeah, Adam Proctor blocks me, which I find very fun. But if you don't know who he is, it's hard to understand. But yeah, he gets very like for example, he's He's a socialist, but he- he's a racist. Well, oh, oh wow, oh, damn. he's oh, a racist. Go. I'm sorry, Adam Proctor and Amy Therese are racist fuckheads, and I hate well, them with a passion. Oh man, you are not pull, you holding any that? punches. No, I'm. I, I've been drinking this Jim Beam all night, bro. I, I'm not holding <laughs> no punches. I hate that motherfucker. But like, why? You, why do you say he's racist? Um, now? He's now I'm racist really curious because he doesn't believe that identity politics has any role to play like he's a class first materialist guy who just does not believe in race as having any sort of effect on material politics which is just categorically false and that oh yeah that's and that that socialism can kind of cure basically everything socialism Um, can cure everything but and i believe i believe socialism can cure everything but a race informed socialism can cure everything like for example this okay. motherfucker did oh, an episode. I, 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 actually so let's rephrase that race blind socialism can cure yes. everything that's what he thinks yes he doesn't believe in for example i adolf reed who is a fantastic or used to be a fantastic uh academic um he's he's really lost his way in my opinion he mm. he's a black 
man who a black a scholar, black man named adolf adolf reed yes i know <laughs> yeah. that's funny he's a red diaper baby too he comes from like a serious you know communist background um he he is become like the spokesperson for this point of view and um he went on adam proctor's uh podcast and talked about how the formation of an afro socialist faction of the democratic socialists of america was unnecessary and that pissed me off so much actually uh remember that it's it's, it's interesting right i like amy therese i think is definitely into she's dumb as shit yeah she's definitely into the racist uh she's definitely into like the um i blocked her fuck she, her yeah she's basically i think very racist i don't know enough about adam proctor adam but, proctor blocked me yeah good on him i would have trolled him into like i don't want to call him racist because i haven't seen enough of him as i have of amy proctor but and plus, amy amy therese i'm oh, sorry yeah, amy, yeah, yeah. amy therese I, I married them in my head uh <laughs> yeah i'm sure she would like that but that's a that's a dunk but the one thing the i did see of him my limited experience with him was that he um when i tried to listen he would just be almost gleeful about bashing identity politics like he like the podcast just started there were only like five six episodes in and he goes number five in our anti-identity politics series is blah 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 i'm like wow you're just way too eager like, mm. like he was talking way more about how bad identity politics was and how good socialism was. Hey, I didn't even know how we even got on this, but <laughs> do you I guys? Mean, yeah, I always, I, I've been, I've been complaining about. No, I was asking her how uh, she said that they were racist, so I was just trying. Oh to wait, hear you were asking me how I got on yeah. and how I got off. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I got yeah, on. Right. Yeah, I got in. I got on in 2009 when I was really sad and really depressed, and I um my username. I'm not going to say it because I don't want those people to track me down and harass me. You make it sound like a real cult, like you know, it's like it's it was. like it's like going it's like going it's like going clear. It's, I it's have a cult. fucking trauma no, from bro. this shit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, even yeah. kidding. It's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult because it's a cult. If, you, if you break um, orthodoxy okay. in one minute way, man, they're they're on your ass. You see what happened with um, Jamila Lemieux? Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember that little controversy a couple months? What was that about a month or so ago? When she, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean I need to tell you about this one chick. All right, she okay. is. Uh, she's actually an IRL friend of mine, and I won't say her name because I don't want to embarrass her. Because she's seriously, there's something seriously wrong with her. She's she's not a well person but she had a tumblr back in the day and she was notorious even in tumblr circles for being way too accepting of anything anyone said if they said they were marginalized okay so her thing was that um she was not only queer trans whatever person of color she was desi she was like me she was south asian um grew up in india came here had a white mom indian dad you know was going to school and in Western Massachusetts was like, you know, super sick or whatever. She had all sorts of mental illnesses, but she told us, uh, or, or, or rather she, uh, she had a uh, online presence where she believed she was part of a system. Do you know what that means? No. What does it mean, part of a system? Oh, my God. I'm about to blow your mind. Okay, please do. Please do. Okay. So, have you ever heard of dissociative identity disorder? Yeah. It's yeah. when you think that there are multiple people living in your head. And it's like a legit disorder where you think there are people, you've got multiple identities. You know, it's, I think M. Night Shyamalan made a movie about about it yes yeah, a horror movie yeah. yeah well there are these there's a subculture of people uh who believe that they are a marginalized 
mem- group of society because they have multiple people living in their heads. They call themselves systems. And the people who are presenting at the time, they are the fronting. They, they front. So she called herself a system. Wait, 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 wait. And, and she says this and people just go took with it. it on Tumblr. They took it. So on Tumblr, they just go with it. No All one right, says I will it. say that the majority of people were like, nah, this is too fucking far. Okay. Fuck that. Fuck that. Okay. But there was still was, a decent amount. She was notorious yeah. for accepting of that shit. Mm. And um, someone tried to test her, clearly was trying to test her. And they wrote in and they said, hi. So one of my members of my system, his name is Franz. He's a vampire who doesn't defecate. He doesn't have an asshole. He just drinks blood, but he doesn't defecate. He doesn't have an asshole. And he gets really triggered by people talking about defecation. I just wanted to know what to do. And she writes back, I'm so sorry Franz has this problem. Um, I'm so sorry people trigger him. That's so unfair. I'm so sorry. And that became like notorious. It went like viral on Reddit. (laughs) And like this girl at the time was literally staying in my house. So so the person asking the question was kind of trolling her probably. Yes. Wait a minute, this person staying at your house? They later admitted they were trolling. They just wanted the most ridiculous thing ever. Wait, wait, Ken asked a million dollar question because he wants to know, like, how was this person living at your house? You let this person live in your house? Oh, my God, dude, it was horrible. Okay, so my mother is really good friends with her father. And, um, oh, so this is like family friends thing where yeah, you grew and up she together. Was in, no, I didn't grow up with her. Um, she was going to a college in uh, Massachusetts at the time and she had a mental breakdown and she was, she had been committed. And, um, I was living at home cause I was home from my own mental breakdown of kinds. Um, cause I got really depressed in college and went home. And so I was taking, I, so I, I, I had a lot of time on my hands and access to a car yeah so her mother flew in from india and was staying with us and so i would just spend all my time driving her up to massachusetts i was living in connecticut at the time i i spent all my time driving up and you know and and this is how you guys became friends God, we were never friends. I hated this. Bitch. Oh no, this is going to a whole different place now. <laughs> this is no. I mean, I tried to be friends with her, but she was just so fucking broken as a human being. Like it was hard. Like one time, I told her that she was acting like a little brat, like she was acting like a child. Yeah. And her boyfriend sent me a long email telling me that I had failed. Wait, okay. Here's my because, question. Because neuroatypical people are often infantilized. Here's my question, right? So it's interesting. I know some people who seem pretty normal, or you know, by society standards, right? No, no, but they can't find people. But it's interesting, like people like you describe can find each other. Like, like, so, so she and a boyfriend is on the same page as her, and is talking about like you know, uh, ableism. I honestly think that he was sort of trapped in an abusive situation with her. So he kind of became the way at like Stockholm, like you know, he just yeah, started thinking. Yeah, I think so. He was trans. Um, he was really struggling. Um, someone was nice to him, and oh fuck, was it a her? Oh fuck. Oh, see that you misgendered. I just did that. Oh shit. See, see, that's that's interesting. So it's like even now that you're kind of out of it, there's still that type of. Um, well, no, I want to respect people's identities. But I mean, I think people can see that you didn't mean to do it no, in a obviously. malicious way. But and I'm not. I'm not like beating myself up over it but, I just, uh, but no but this is what i find interesting like even though it's clearly like an honest mistake the fact that you're worked up about it 
shows shows well, well you are in terms I am a of little worked up. in terms of that you want to do the right thing yeah. there's this kind of fear that once it's uttered there's no context there's no take backs there's no the idea that the intent doesn't matter the only thing that matters is the harm that was done exactly that's a bullshit idea i'm sorry that but i think not... it's a very on uh, tumblr kind of idea it that's kind tumblr of entered idea. the mainstream it's a she, the partner she was with was a she and um she was she sent me this long email explaining that i had done a fail because i what? had infantilized someone who's neuroatypical because I called that person a child uh, because they sounds- had insisted I drove them across town to do something. And I was like, I'm sick of driving you. No, you're acting like a child. I'm but that not sounds do it. very draining to have friendships like Yo, that. No, it was like, horrible. Like, but, but in general, like, how do you have relationships, friendships in that world where any single thing, because to me, like friendships. Can I just say, yeah. can I just say that just it's, on it's uh, yeah, exactly. Welcome to being a queer person. Because mm. queer people are by and large not okay. We have Uh-oh. been traumatized. Uh-oh. No, I'm saying that as a queer person, we have been traumatized over and over and over and over and over again. And that has done something to us. And that's made us not okay. And we take it out on other queer people because those are the only people who are willing to fucking talk to us at the end of the day. That's heavy stuff. Yeah, it is. It's fucking hard. It's hard. And, um, you know, I associate mostly, at least when I was in my last place in Schenectady, New York, I associated mostly with queer people because those were my community. There were a lot of fucked up people in that community. But that's the thing I find interesting is this kind of idea that there's a strength to, that you get from being around other people who view themselves as kind of uh, damaged or whatever because you can understand each other. But the fact that everyone in there sees themselves as damaged kind of lends to a dysfunction as well. It does. It does. It's a bunch of broken people. It's a bunch of broken people talking to each other, but, reinforcing their own view of the situation. But I think to a degree, that's got to be like, I mean, I'm going to say something and tell you what you guys. I think to a degree being black can be like that. Like, yeah. like you can be, you feel the most, like, like Neely Furlikai says this a lot about how black people are most comfortable with other black people. But a lot of times you have that poison where, you know, or that self-hate or that type of animosity toward other black people that, do you guys know that Neely Fuller thing where he says about, absolutely, yeah, yeah but how black people should limit the time around other black people unless they have a specific mm-hmm. constructive task. There's a poison to come out. We're poisonous around each other. Who said that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a stinker Neely Fuller. Uh, he's a he's this old dude who's just really smart. It's that kind of offended me when he when he said it. When I first heard it, I didn't like it. But when I, I thought like it either, but when I thought about it, like I knew what he was talking about. I don't think I should stop hanging around only queer people. He, well, what he was saying, he wasn't saying you should stop hanging around them. He said you shouldn't hang around each other unless you have a construct goal. So like when you get together, you make a constructive goal. Like for example, to he didn't say it with queer people, he said it with black people. What he mm. say is like, okay, you go to like the family reunion. And you just sit there and then somebody just starts playing the dozens for no reason. And then someone gets offended. And then suddenly aunt so-and-so curses out uncle so-and-so and and says, (laughs) you ain't never been shit anyway. And then suddenly there's a fight at the family reunion. And then he was saying like, because white supremacy has put so much of like this um, poison or like self-hate in us that if we just sit around with too much idle time around each other, poison comes to the surface. So he's like, you should get together and talk about something 
constructive, like, hey, do you need any help with anything? Well, my car is broken. Let's go out and fix that together. And what he was saying is like, always try to think of some constructive to be doing with each other. If you're going to spend time with each other, his idea was that white supremacy has put so much of um, this kind of hatred for ourselves and each other into us that there's a kind of, I don't want to use the word pathology because he doesn't use that word. I don't know what, am I, am I, am I saying his point? Essentially, essentially what he's saying is, you know, the old adage, hurt, hurt people, hurt people. And so yeah, hurt people, when hurt you people. get together in groups yes. with other hurt people, the best way to alleviate what the toxic interactions that could possibly arise from that is just to do constructive things when you're around each other and then limit the time where you're idle or not doing anything constructive when you get around other I people. I still don't like it. Like you. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's counterintuitive. Yeah, it's, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. But yeah. he Who also has a way. supposed to hang out with? He also has. No, no, he says to hang out with each other, but he's saying that you don't just hang out just to hang out and just be, be up in each other's face all the time with no constructive reason to um, be together because over time, your hurtness is going to start triggering each other if you don't have. Premises, but, but, the for, premise for, is that hurt can never heal. Well, it can heal if you do something constructive. For example, like if you're doing some kind of activism together, like for example, yeah. say a bunch of queer people or black people are doing some kind of political education together or talking about something. And I kind of see this with black people. When black people come together with, you know, this desire to be um, enlightened about white supremacy, for example, like I said this with Twitter. When Twitter had a lot of white supremacists all over the place, it was a great time to be black on Twitter <laughs> because everybody was just laying into white supremacists and I was talking to uh, Ken and D about this where I was saying how so many people on so many black people on Twitter I used to like have become super annoying because ever since the white supremacists have all been like, like purged who? can't even mention names you don't get me in trouble yeah, but, <laughs> that's what I want to yeah. do but um, I feel like when there was that constructive action going on there was a lot of people I can get along with that now now all they do is talk about like what do they talk about now I can't Blood even quantums Oh, talk about like weird stuff. Like, are biracial people black? It's minutia now. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, just, you know, yeah, this this is a bunch of trivial. Things. Yeah, and getting into big fights over it. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. but, um, any last things you want to say? Breaking about? down subcategories into more subcategories. Yeah, yeah, and all this arguing about who's really black. I mean, to the microanalysis. Yeah, hyper taxonomies about just useless stuff. It's it's um. It's turned into just a big pedantic art yeah pedantic I mean? is a great way to uh, put it and I'm gonna try to find you the nearly photo thing before we go just so I feel like the best thing to do is let him say it in its own words yeah yeah so I'm gonna did I say it in its own words <laughs> let him say it in his own words I'm sorry. so yeah, I'll let you see what you think about this uh, this is an example of what he was talking about absolutely and not only that it's worse than that when we're showing off to each other then we get an attitude about the showing off and then we start fighting each other and then we can't speak to each other and then when we start speaking to each other we start all over again doing the same thing we never get out of that rut so what's the remedy for that i put it in the book no contact no conflict have you ever noticed people that you haven't seen in a long time how well you get along with them for the first 15 minutes anyway until all the poison starts coming out because we do carry poison the white supremacists have poisoned every one of us truth be told and that poison if we're around each other long enough comes to the surface sometimes when we least expect sometimes when we don't even think we have that poison in us so we have to face that fact too so how do we handle that everything that we do here's the way this is in the book we talk about solutions now because everything in this book that i wrote is about 
about solutions, not just talking about the problem, going around in a circle. This is very, 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 very important. You minimize conflict by minimizing unnecessary, non-constructive contact. That would instantly, all over the world, I mean, it have a tremendous effect, a shock effect on the system of white supremacy. Just that one thing alone. If people of color would only contact each other when there's something constructive to say or do. That's... Not no idle chat. I know it's an old tradition, but it's a slave tradition. Or it's a tradition of people who are absolutely what we call free, who have no problems. If we were all in Oz and Shangri-La, in a perfect society, in a perfect world, there would be no problem. And just come by, uh, hallelujah, everything is just fine. But we are prisoners of war. So therefore, we have to be serious about serious things. And one of the best ways that will instantly have a tremendous effect, constructive effect on relationships throughout the entire world. If we just start right with this day, I'm not talking about anything that takes a long drawing out ceremony of some type. I'm talking about overnight, like in the next five minutes. This will have a shock effect all over the world if every black person on the planet right now within the sound of my voice and amplify that voice all over the world. We do not contact anyone for any reason unless the person that you contact can and agrees to engage in something constructive to do or say. It's got to be constructive. That word is very important and something you can measure that's constructive. I mean, you know, you're going to repair something or you're going to fix something or you're going, you know, that needs repairing or you're going to build something. But whatever the activity is, you say, I'm not I'm not talking to you or anybody else. It's not personal. It's business until we think of some way that when we do contact each other, we have something constructive, something that's going to have a measurable, constructive effect. OK. Yeah, so Jay is not feeling it. No, no, I am not. I'm sorry, I'm not. Okay. What do you all feel? Well, I'll I'll start. I'll start. I mean, I'll say this um, because of where I come from. I'm only going to use that as a backdrop. When you talk about toxicity, I mean, I think it's all based on your background. I come from an environment growing up in the '80s and the '90s where people be people are toxic to each other just because you live on the other side of the park. You know what I'm saying? Or because you go to a certain school, you guys schools that was all Crips, schools that was all Bloods. You know, all these there's always these different type of ways that we separate from each other. So if you're a person that don't want to be involved with that, you have to stay away from those type of situations. And that's probably the best. I don't think it has anything to do with just black people, people, period. You know what I'm saying? You should not be interacting with people that don't mean you any well. You know what I'm saying? You have to stay away from toxic situations, period. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, Yeah. So you agree with what he said? Absolutely. But but what about when it gets what about what about when it gets to family? Because that's when it gets tough. Because I feel like I didn't find the right clip, but he has one where he talks about even the family reunion. Don't go to the family reunion just to be idle. You have to positive stuff. So it's like, hey, how can I help you? How can you help me? Uh, Do you need a job? I can ask around in my place to work for you. But you know, if you just sit around and just start snapping on each other, the family reunion, and then someone gets shot, like that type of stuff. That's pessimistic and unenforceable and not good. But I think that situation. a little bit different. Look, I got family. I told D this. I got family in LA. We don't get along. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's just the way it is because of things that has happened in the past. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to shoot me or stab me. You know what I'm saying? 
is just they're toxic people. They just happen to be related to me. Yeah, I feel you I'm on in that. A similar situation. I'm in a similar situation. I have family members that I see their caller ID pop up, and I'm like, okay, I know he ain't gonna be talking about nothing but some bullshit. Exactly. Every time they call, there's never anything constructive. It's never any good news. It's never. It's always some bullshit. And then when I see his line pop up, I'm like, oh. And then every once in a while, I try to give him a chance. Like, let me see how you know. And it. it it I always end up letting myself down, you know, so yep. I, I, in principle, I agree with what he's saying. Like, if that's what's going on, the best thing to do is to remove yourself from that situation. Now, wanna, because we're social creatures, of course, we want to be around people that have a similar thought process right. to us, that have similar life experiences and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's impossible. Strictly talking about so if you're supposed you, to kick back is, with. Wait, 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 let me get to that. It, it, we're strictly talking about toxic interactions. That interactions that end up toxic, right? Because in life, you're always going to eventually end up in a negative situation. That's not. We're not talking about that. We're talking about. A, a, for the most part, a perpetually toxic environment is something that you want to remove yourself from. I mean, that's the best thing to do, right? I mean, well, the thing I think he's saying too is not saying don't contact people. He's saying do something constructive if you're going to contact them. So he's so he's not just saying just never contact people, but he's saying if you're just right. going to sit around and you're both like oppressed or traumatized people and you don't have any type of agenda or higher purpose, you're just going to end up kind of triggering each other's trauma and. Mm-hmm transferring and counter transferring on each other so what he's saying is Sad. make something constructive to do but constructive is a very broad category like i didn't get the right video but some of the constructive thing that he was saying is like just saying hey what's going on you need help or anything and it could be just like you know i need help raking my yard and what the two of you drunk will, with your homies i think it's a tough one because because a lot of trouble happens a lot <laughs> So that's where a lot of toxic well, well, stuff comes work? out. Uh, I call my buddy Oscar. I'm like, hey, you want to go get drunk? And he goes, yes. Do you feel better after? Yes. What do you guys talk about? Um, Family, his wife, his mom, his, my mom. Uh, so it's therapeutic. We go to the bar. We drink. We dance. We, you know, we so, fuck it up. So maybe it's not the drinking. Maybe it's the dancing and the, you know, sharing, yeah. sharing. The, the drinking is probably excessive. But I mean, that could be the constructive activity, maybe. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think you can define constructive activity. Therapeutic. I, yeah. You know what? I, you know what? I changed my mind. I kind of agree with this dude. If you define constructive activity broadly, he's a very broad. I didn't get the right video, but he, I mean, he says stuff like, you know, just like um, your kid needs help with a homework. So you go over and help somebody's kid with their homework because that parent isn't good at uh, doing math. But you might know math. So you help the kid with the homework. And then afterwards, the two of you kick back in the backyard and help him fix his car. And he was just or give him job leads or, you know, give him a, a ride somewhere. Like, like, or what like, about just hang out and get to know the person? If the construct, if the conversation is constructive, I think then that yeah, can be constructive. Yeah. I mean, how are we defining constructive? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think it's easier to describe unconstructive because that's consistent yes. with him. He, he, he says unconstructive is like you know you're sitting around and then somebody says something to pick on you and black people are good at that you know like we like um i'm sure have you guys ever seen this when people are doing like the dozens of mama jokes and someone just takes it like too far like i remember one time when i was in high school we were just snapping on each other and then one guy told another guy that's where your daddy ain't around oh (laughs) yeah and it was like 
a lot of times that happened, and then a big fight happened. The dude started crying. It's a big <sighs> fight. They weren't friends for like two months. But in some situations, if we were older and there was drinking involved and we were adults and somebody had something, that could have gotten like really um, nasty, you know? And I think that that's an example of unconstructive. If you're having a conversation that is uh, therapeutic or, you know, reinforcing or whatever, then I think that can count as a constructive activity. But I feel like Tumblr is a perfect example of, of idleness. Unconstructive activity. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at when I played it. I feel like, I feel like that constant cancer and fighting in Tumblr is an example of people, but it's even scarier on Tumblr because there's a surface fake constructive rationale because you're there supposedly for social justice a lot of the time yeah you know and i think that's kind of what's happening with tumblr like people it's even harder to diagnose because people think they're there for a constructive reason yeah then yeah any final any final thoughts jaya or anyone uh, else jaya sorry jaya yeah um, let me see. I wrote I wrote out a bunch of things before I um, came. How are you just opening it now? <laughs> no, it was open. It was open. Okay, okay. All right. Um, yeah, like it, it, it was hard to... We're a very freewheeling show, so <laughs> we're not good with structure. While she's looking, guys, do you have any um, final thoughts? Oh, fuck it. I don't, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> uh, no, I think we've said it. I, I, I'm pretty much done. I've said everything. Yeah, I'm I tapped out. Say. Had a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's just an unhealthy environment, and if you're stuck in it, you know, DM me. My DMs are open. I will help you get out. So on, shut up, Jaya. Yeah. At shut up, Jaya. On Twitter, yeah. On so, Twitter, so. I, I will be your shepherd into normal, into normie life. Yeah, I mean, we didn't super structure this, you know. So I hope it was helpful. But I mean, I had fun. I'm you glad you came. I will say, Jaya. Yeah, I had a really good oh, time. Oh, oh, oh yeah, what's that you want to say to you? No, I was gonna say, you know what? Just piggybacking off of what she said, man. I, I, you know what? I do think it's, um, and we've said this before. Online, man, take a break. Just seriously, yeah. <laughs> you're in this environment every day. 12 hours a day like log off man just take some time away go outside you know take a walk whatever yeah. i took a break because a, this shit can really get to you i man. took a break a couple weeks ago and it did pretty good it helped me a lot i haven't taken yeah. a break in like two years and i think that has a serious effect on my mental health yeah oh there is one last thing i would like you to mention before you go i'll talk about the article you just did i thought it was a very useful helpful oh, about, article. about oh. um about uh child welfare yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I want people so, to read the article. It's very good. So, I mean, child welfare is a situation where, you know, ACS or CPS knocks on your door and, you know, they can they 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 act like a police department. They can run wild on you. They they can they can really fuck up your life. But um you don't have any recourse. You don't have any ability to fight back. And that's a problem. It's a real problem. So there's a group of um, there's a group of activists and advocates in New York State who are trying to get uh, timely legal representation for parents when their children have been removed, or if their if their children are at risk of being removed by ACS Administration for Children Services or Child Protective Services or or whatever the local services in your in your state are yeah and the name of the article is new york child welfare advocates want parents to have representation when their children are removed and it's 
at youtoday.org and we're going to put the link in the show notes and that's something we talk about on this show sometimes is how all these people were kind of up in arms over ice and the immigrant separations which is terrible stuff but they have no idea about the time yeah domestically in america especially to uh black and brown people it happens all the time especially in new york city yeah and people don't don't even realize it because it's so normalized yeah it's messed up you know the these people be you know walking all over people's rights and you know this is a group of people who are trying to make sure that parents have access to social workers parent advocates and uh lawyers early from the moment cps knocks on your door you should have access to this yeah it's a really positive uh step in the right direction and we're planning to do a oh, follow-up show on this subject yeah yeah with an expert that uh jaya put me into contact with so yeah she's excellent oh, she's yeah, excellent yeah so look forward to that all right so it was fun jaya thanks for joining us thank you this was fun as hell i'm glad i got I'm to wild out <laughs> all right Definitely All right, guys. Thanks for being here as usual. No doubt. No doubt. Holla. All right. Peace.